This is Among Wolves back in Anaheim, California. Live. Live in front of a studio audience. Boy, that was a good day. Yeah, we totally... It's been a whole 24 hours since we recorded last. This is not uh, back-to-back recording, because that's uh, lazy podcasting. We're totally doing this. I don't know any lazy podcasts. Right whenever we're doing stuff. And so uh, uh, we did have drinks today. Neil, tell them about... uh, Because all the kids are gone now. We're responsible, and we can... uh, Yes, because it is not responsible as a youth minister to drink drinks. No, that's how you get fired. But yes. now all the children are gone, and David is not on, on the clock as youth minister now. Yes. And so we went out to dinner to celebrate a successful youth day, and uh, we did that by going to this German restaurant. Do we shout out the German restaurant? Oh, or is that definitely. Make people go? Oh, yeah, I don't know. oh, just don't go during youth day. <laughs> don't go during youth day, because that's our spot, and we'll stab you. We, I mean, we totally <laughs> want you to come. We, we're um, doing an unofficial shout-out to the Phoenix the Club. The Phoenix Club! Yay! Yay! I love the Phoenix Club. They are an awesome German restaurant yeah, they in are. Uh, Anaheim. They are located, you know, not too far from the stadium and the arena. And the food is great. Yeah, and is. we get beer flights. Yeah, we do. And we we got we went to town today and got beer flights on every beer <laughs> and all nine beers. Yep, they had nine beers on there. And we tried them, and we got more beer. Yes, I had the I had the glass of Hefeweizen afterwards, which yes. was awesome. And I had the Oktoberfest. Yeah, the Oktoberfest was really good. I yes, was, that I was very good. I I felt like it was better. I felt like I didn't appreciate as much drinking them in the flight. Right. Because I was, you know, I was not cleansing my palate each time. <laughs> But the second time, when it was just the glass, it was very good. Yeah, if I if that Hefeweizen didn't hit me, just like I want this Hefeweizen right now, I would probably have gotten the the Oktoberfest. Yeah, really good. and I was re- realizing that he served me in like the regular size glass, not the giant glass, and I was a little disappointed. I'm sorry. That's yeah. okay, but I live. Yeah. So that was awesome. So, yes. um, so Phoenix, Phoenix Club. Club. Yep. It is a tradition unlike any other that Thursday. Yep. Night will be a Phoenix Club night, right when we send the kids home in the bus. Yep. And, and uh, uh, shout out to Christy Mares for being in charge of that. Yay, Christy's in charge of a bus. Full of children's. Full of children. And they're home, by the way. I just got the text message. Oh, good. They're yeah. home and safe, because this is nighttime. Yeah. And so, uh, um, Neil and I just finished a Corona. We also have this yeah. interesting bottle of bourbon that we're going to try later. But oh, yeah. it's uh, Probably not today. What is this? <laughs> Jethro T. Boots. I think you I'm want to right. talk about this bourbon? Yes. It's called Jethro T. Boots. And I said, I got to get this. <laughs> and it's got a big old share star that says Town Marshall on it. And we got it at the CVS um, on <laughs> oh Harbor and Catella. <laughs> so shout out to CVS who has helped us out with <laughs> cereals and snacks and booze. And beer. Every and year of L.A. Congress. Yay, CVS. Because we are now phasing from L.A. Youth Day to R.E. Congress. But yeah. we're not there yet. Why don't you explain to the to the folks at home what R.E. Congress is all about, Neil? It is a religious education conference. That's what R.E. stands for, huh? Yes, it is. Oh, great. And it is, and it is the largest one in, in the country. In the country, yeah. Yes, which I didn't even know when we first did this. I'm like, oh, there's probably one of these in Chicago and New nope. York. And people are like, no, this, this, this is the biggest one. And what is there, like 30,000 people yeah, or 30, something? Yeah, 30,000, 40,000, something like that. It's ridiculous. And you're getting people who are involved in our par- in parishes and and schools and whatnot. So it's all in religious education. So you're getting things dealt in uh, or focused on uh, youth groups and um, what's it called? Uh, uh, confirmation, um, other faith formation. Or straight up Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. Catholic or, schools, DREs. You know, RCIA. Ministers, RCIA, adult formation, everything. You know, uh, foreign language. Yeah. 
Yeah. So each each one of the sessions has something like I think twenty different workshops to choose from. Mm-hmm. And Too many. Yeah, there's six different sessions, and so that's that's how many people are like that's how many speakers are coming out of here. So they're get, they're getting speakers from all over the world to present on particular topics. Oh, it's eight sessions. There's Sunday too. Oh, eight sessions. Oh, that's right. There's two sessions on Sunday that people don't go to. But we will totally we be there. Will, we will because be we there. are responsible. We've never ditched. <laughs> We've never done all those things. We go to every class. Absolutely. And we never, ever have ditched a whole Saturday to go to Disneyland with our children. because of course they're under not. The that would be irresponsible and free. That would, but, have been, um, yes, that would have been last year, but that wasn't us. That was a different Neil and David, and we killed them. Yes, and now we're present Neil and David. Yep. All right, so uh, reviewing Youth Day. Youth Day was yesterday. It was successful, and all the kids are home, and everybody's happy. Uh, Neil, uh, how did uh, how did Youth Day go? It was good. Um, I logged in several miles on my feet, so I'm yeah. happy about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know how many miles. I might need my phone to check that. That's okay. Oh, my goodness. He's snapping for his phone from our studio audience, because that's this kind of professional podcasting that we do. Um. The first session we went and we we went and saw Mike Pytan. Mike Pytan was awesome. Uh, he's a if those of you guys have been around ministry for long enough know that he's from New Orleans and he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, and so a lot of his material is obviously recycled, but man, he brings he brings an energy and a he a particular gift that people haven't been able to reproduce, which is why I think he's been in the speaker circuit so long. Like there wasn't a there wasn't a teen or an adult in that room that didn't feel like he was talking to them and that they were engaged and there was a conversation. It wasn't necessarily just, you know, some guy talking to somebody, you know, talking, talking to a group of people. It was definitely a back and forth and stuff like that. And that's, that's what I liked about him best. The, the thing too is every one of his little games and stuff, which, well, maybe the very first ones were just kind of just getting you. Oh yeah. Rived yeah. up. The but, he had several through the presentation and all of them seemed like, what's he doing with this? And then it led into something. Right. Right. So it, it was wasn't perfect. just there too. Yeah. And it was really good. Uh, I was even after, after the uh, workshop, um, we were headed to the next one and a couple of the kids stopped me. They said, um, their favorite part was when he was talking about the apple and the seeds inside. He, he said, you know, it's rotten apple and Jesus picks it up. He's like, that's worthless or whatever. No, someone else. Somebody is. else says it's worthless, and Jesus says, "Are you sure, really?" And then they're like, "Yeah, you can't take a bite out of it. You know, it's it's, it's rotten. Yeah, it's been eaten. It's been there's eaten. nothing there's no, left. No more meat on there." And he cracks it open. There's seeds inside. He's like, "But look, right here, there's these seeds inside. It all depends on what you're looking for, right?" Yeah, exactly. It's not worthless if I can use these seeds for exactly. something like planting more trees exactly. and apples. And these girls were telling me like they felt like he was talking directly to them that they're not worthless and that they have value because there's a there's a seed of Christ in them. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, because like, they can this... speak straight through the audience like that and and connect to people. Right, because it's not the outside what you might feel like right. the apple itself. Right. But the one thing I want to say too in my appreciation for Mike, or as he goes, Mister Mike, when he talks Mr. about how Mike. the kids call yeah. him, <laughs> and has to go with part of my displeasure of the way youth day is now that we do the track two <clears throat> and the track two is the superior the best track. track don't do track one losers yes any other churches that do track one Ooh, track one <laughs> but the way it starts out is you do all your workshops before you do the arena part which consists of the keynote and mass and I assume that the keynote and mass would be the biggest parts and most important. So wouldn't you want to put them at the end instead of, of the beginning? Everything should lead to mass. Everything should build up, right? Source and summit. Do you do retreats where things grow onto each other and build, build, build until you get to a certain point where it's the climax of the retreat? Yes, I guess. So when when you do these things and you build, build, build and you hit the climax and it's awesome... And then after lunch, you come back and maybe listen to some people speak. I yeah, mean, which are not going to be as good as what happens in, in with already. Because if it, why, why would a workshop speaker be better than a than or, Jesus at the liturgy? Yes. <laughs> well, first I was going to go. I was going to build on that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was going to say that the keynote, then the keynote speaker. Yeah. And the keynote speaker is supposed to be your best speaker. That's why they pay them the most. And put them on the brochures. And then to 
Jesus at the Mass, the that's Source right. and Summit, people. There you that's, go. That's what we do. But whatever, I'm going to complain about that a little less. Yeah. But what we used to do in the beginning, and I think this is mostly logistical or something right. like that, is we'd go into the hall, and they'd have praise and worship, and they'd have, you know, probably kind of a lame skit that the kids might be into, but they'd also introduce <laughs> us into the theme. the theme of the retreat. Right. It's kind of a, a welcoming and all that kind of stuff. And then after that goes on for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then boom, now you go into your workshops. But now we started the workshops, right. so it's like cold. Right. There's no... It's a cold, which is why I chose Mike Python. I was like, he's going to be super high energy. He's going to be exciting. It's going to help help get people engaged. My problem was that we didn't know anything about the theme until after, after lunch. Like That's the problem with Jack 2 is because we don't have that opening session anymore... They're not introducing the theme. Well, we had a slight... No, but you knew about the theme. I know about the theme, obviously. Because we, we had shirts that matched the theme. Right. But the, what was but the theme? The, the theme was uh, uh, seeing through God's eyes. And God's um, eyes. our shirts are very cute. Yeah, And they, they say... They say, I rejoiced when I see the Lord. And it's a, it's a play on uh, John 2020. Because obviously 2020 vision. And John 2020 is uh, the disciples rejoice when they saw the Lord. And it's the year 2020. And it is the year 2020. For those of you guys who are binge watching or binge listening to these episodes in 2019. Or no, in 2029. Yeah. If you're listening in 2019, <laughs> props to you. <laughs> but, uh, um... No, uh, so that's the downside on the, on the track two uh, schedule is you don't really get introduction to the theme until after after lunch, which kind of sucks. Yeah, so all the kids are sitting there because our shirts that we wear are look like an eye chart. Yeah. Where it says the eye rejoice with the eyes big, like the E yeah. in the eye chart. And everybody else has got glasses or eye chart things because they're all playing on the eyes of the Lord and the... And the yeah. 2020 slash vision. Slash all these ministers leaned into the 2020 theme real, real hard. Wow. I almost felt like they said, if you're going to do a shirt, it do better this. be. <laughs> I think my uh, father in law, the optometrist, would be like, that's a convention I could get into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but what was good, like you said, with Mike is he. He revved the kids up. He revved us up, you know, yeah. even us adult advisors and stuff. We're, awesome. we're having a good time. And, you know, I've seen this guy like four or five times. And I'm right. like, oh, man, I'm still having a good time. Even the same things I've heard 50 times, it's like, this is good. Right. And, he does it so well. And if we didn't see him, I mean, I'd be still sleeping, yeah. you know, especially after a long day at Disneyland and everything. But, I mean, you know, and what's cool about Youth Day is you have so many kids getting bussed in. And a lot of them are local. A lot of them are Southern California, LA area people coming in and and they're just getting a day off of school kind of thing. Yeah. But like with us and other Vegas churches, you know, we came yesterday and we get up at three in the morning to plow out here and then do a day at an amusement park and yeah. and then get who knows three hours of sleep <laughs> before late. you get over there to uh to do this, so it's good that, you know, for at least, like, us Vegas people, or even the LA people probably got up early to get right. out there, but you need something to kick you, kick in the teeth to get going. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, it was awesome. I had two suggestions for that particular one, or two maybe things that I was like, this could be better in this in these particular ways. The first one was that because it is a cold open for him, which I felt bad that it's a cold open, like, I, I know he could handle it because of how long he's been doing this, but... Other people might not. Right, exactly. Something to solve that would be um, in uh, in World Youth Days in the past. They would they would get local people to uh, to just play, and they didn't have to be necessarily the best musicians in the world. But they would get up on stage before the morning catechesis and just play some praise and worship music, and just just for something real simple, and just get people kind of like doing some stuff and singing some songs. Um, it, it doesn't take much. You could literally. Like, if they had a guitar and a, and a drum kit on stage and just say, hey, is there a couple of youth ministers out here who can uh, lead some praise and worship for the next 20 minutes or something like no, that? No, but not even that, even. Um, how many workshops were there in the beginning? Like, eight? For what? For choices? For Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like th- like eight, or, eight choices or so, yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard to, in the L.A. diocese or even Orange County diocese, to find... Eight people ahead of time. Yeah. 
That's true. Or bands, or maybe just a guy with a guitar or something. How many churches are in the Archdiocese of L.A.? Just yeah, exactly. The, the church know, youth band. You know, there's got to be those things that sit there and say, hey, get your, you know, we need you to just sit there and kind of pump up the crowd. Yeah. And they'll enjoy that. It'll be fun. It'll just and, be you know, and to the diocese. Might even be a volunteer. It would be a volunteer kind of thing. Yeah. But it's also like getting yourself out there. Yeah. Because then you have all these other youth ministers and stuff. And they're like, hey, I saw the band from Pasadena. Yeah. And they were awesome. And maybe we can get them to do this or whatever. Maybe you're just getting out. It's like um, a pay for play kind of thing. Yeah. Or, we did the same thing. Like, I think it was... Uh, I don't remember whatever whatever Youth Day I think two thousand eight uh, World Youth Day two thousand eight in Sydney, um, they asked my praise and worship band to cover for one of the morning catechesis because uh, whoever was supposed to be there didn't or whatever and so it was a problem it was a problem and so they asked us to come and play and so we did the thing and it was fun and and it was real simple and uh, uh, we had fun doing it and people were like oh you know that we know this band now and so. Um, my other thing was, uh, Mike Quietan does this thing where he's like, uh, if you're shy, naturally shy, cover your face. And then if you're not naturally shy, kiss somebody who's covered the face. And Neil kissed me in the head, and I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't like being touched. <laughs> so, my, Mike, if you could take that out of your thing, so that way Neil doesn't kiss me in the head ever. Well, I only kissed you in the head because you were covering your face. Yeah, I sure was. I sure was. So, yeah. Mike, take that out of your talk. Thanks. Well, uh, most people appreciated it. <laughs> Christy thought it was funny. Yeah, Christy would think it's funny. Uh, um, all right. So, what about, so after that session, I walked everybody to the next session, and then we went Before and got... Before that, even. But, but oh, yes, go ahead. Go but I also liked um, what we could do is we can introduce um, our guests. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to introduce some guests because uh, Neil and I didn't go to the second session because we had to go get Subway um, because to, feed our children. to feed our children lunches. And so we got some special guests. Um, Make it their first appearances. Our, on Among Wolves featuring Dylan Barnyard and uh, Angel Garcia. And they're going to come up here and um, talk a little bit about the second session without dropping names so we don't, you know. Don't. Do things. Her stage name is Bless. Her stage name is Bless. Oh no! All right. This is very professional right now. Yeah, we are. We're totally professional. We're just switching out because uh, we only have one microphone. All right. So um, this is Dylan Bernard. So. And Angel Garcia. Hi. You guys are both uh, youth leaders in our parish. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been helping out? Um, since like 2013, I think. Okay. For a long time. <laughs> Six, seven years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Dylan, how about you? I think this is my fifth or sixth year, one of the two. Something like that. That's good. All right. Yeah. Dylan, do you feel like um, you had any inspiration to help... Um, volunteer and help with the youth like did you have somewhat of a role model for your confirmation classes yeah his name was david hall <laughs> i don't know i i uh, when i was going through confirmation i actually had these two teachers that were really like non-passionate about the religion and about the faith and i i looked at them and i said you know what i could do it better and i'm gonna prove it <laughs> <laughs> We edited this out, right? I didn't But at the current, I was Dylan's confirmation. I was Dylan's confirmation teacher. So. And now we're sharing a hotel room. Because that's the relationship you want your children to have. That doesn't, yeah. If anything hurts the Catholic's image, go to confirmation so you can share a hotel room with your adult teacher. That's, that's the getting edited out. <laughs> All right. All right. How are you guys doing today? Good. Oh, good. pretty good. It's been a long day. Yeah, yes. Um, we just, um, David and I were just discussing uh, Mike's. Uh... You okay there? I'm good. I'm just dying. It's all right. Don't worry. I have whiskey. <coughs> That's a natural cure, actually. 
Um, David and I were just discussing Mike's uh, session. I wanted to know if you guys wanted to uh, add any parts that you liked, didn't like, anything like that. Basically, you guys said everything. I like the fact that he took something that we wouldn't really think about, you know, like a apple core that's been chewed, rotten, you know, pick it up and, you know, we open and there's seeds, you know. that's That was my favorite analogy, I think, and I think it'll stick with me, actually. And I think I think what you guys said about him pulling the audience in is extremely yeah. true because, like, I... I did not want to participate at all. I was so exhausted. It was like way too early in the morning to be to be engaging with other humans for me. And and I felt like I was participating out of like almost I, I wouldn't say force because I wasn't having a bad time. I was just I was just exhausted. I loved this talk. I loved the session. I loved everything about it. I just I was just extremely tired from Disneyland and everything that was going on the day before. But even even with that exhaustion and even with fighting to keep my eyes open, I still felt like I participated quite a bit. It was, it was a really good talk. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> you were saying that about participating. One of the things I thought was so cool is he did, like, trick the kids to want to do those things. Because we're in these rows, and he wants us to line up by height and things like that. And there's not... And he's like, all right, Go! And you're, like, rushing around trying to get in the height. And it's obvious if you're going from tallest to shortest because you see that. But the funny thing is the rows are so close together, you're, like, barely pushing apart on each other. And it's really difficult to get by. So you're, like, all flustered and having a good, you know, you're getting a good time. But everybody's like, ah, let's get these rows. And then you get in height and you're like, oh, okay. And he says you're going to get points, which is funny because you never use points for anything. But you tell kids there's points and everybody goes crazy. Now he's like, all right, I need everybody to get in line by your birthday from January to December. And then we're doing that. And then I'm like... Why are we working so hard? He doesn't know our birthdays. He can obviously tell how tall we are, but he doesn't know our birthdays. Let's just get there and pretend and then start screaming. But everybody was like, May! 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 I'm sure the convention people love having him because you're absolutely right. They didn't have any room to move, so they no. 100% messed up the little chair thing. Especially yeah. with the oops, I slapped the table. Sorry. Okay. Um, especially with that uh, that one like uh, scavenger hunt thing he did because he was literally like, "Bring your chair with you." And so like a bunch of people were just like cramming chairs out of place, yeah. and they didn't even return them at no, the end. No, they like, left yeah. them in the back. Quinn was standing. Yeah. yeah, like he came back to his chair and was. Just standing there. All the chairs were locked in, too. <laughs> so they had to unlock these yeah. chairs and take them up and leave them. <laughs> oh. Alright, well, we talked enough about Mike. He was doing a good job, unless you have more things to add. No. no. Okay, cool. So then we um, did a second session, and what was tough is there was a few choices we were able to do, but we liked some presenters but didn't like the subjects. And we liked the subjects, but wasn't sure about the presenters. And then there were some other people, and we're like, do we do this? And then one problem that I know David has, and, and I will too sometimes, is because we are um, people over the age of 20, <clears throat> many, but, but there's a lot of times when you're sitting there and you're like, well, this is going to be stupid, but the kids might like it, you know, because I don't like it doesn't mean the kids aren't. Or if it's a subject that it's like, oh, they need this. Yeah, but this guy's going to be slow or whatever. So we were very much like, all right, let's kind of pick this. How do you feel? And we kind of decided on, you know, uh, our second session that way, where the first one was a slam dunk. And we knew what we were getting, what we wanted, and it was perfect. But this one, we were kind of, what, like that grasping at straws, figuring it out. And we're going to let you kind of do a little more talk about that second session and our kids and all that stuff. Yeah, so I I felt bad because okay. I was I was there in the morning when you guys were talking about it. And I advocated for this session. And then I got in there and I was like, oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, we have about 30 kids with us and three of them are into it plus Manny. So... <laughs> 
It like when you walked in, it looked like a rave. Honestly, like there was the DJ setup. Like I just like I knew there was like some kind of concert with it, but then I was like, okay, this could be cool. And then the dude started do, like doing his thing, and I was like, oh no, this isn't good. Yeah, we walked in there. He immediately turns <laughs> it into a mosh pit. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And I was like, it's ten o'clock in the morning. We, I think we walked in there at like nine. Actually, we have a, we had a couple kids who were just injured and like they were in the front. Got <laughs> stuck. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like a everyone of kids in wheelchairs. In wheelchairs. <laughs> and like everyone's crowding around him, and I can tell they're like hitting his side, and I'm like. I kind of wanted to move him, but I was like, I don't know where I would move him where he wouldn't get hit. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. And, and I think the other thing with it, too, is like like you said, like it did have potential to be really good. And that's one yeah. of the reasons why we, what we were thinking in the morning was like, that, that, I think that's what I told David was that it's even if he's like bad theologically like he's not entirely accurate or he's got flaws it's way easier to fix that once you have the kids hooked than it is to to try to try to teach theology after you've completely lost them with a session but honestly like now that i'm thinking back on it that's probably not that big of an issue because we weren't going with confirmation kids that were Mm -hmm. a lot of them being forced to be there we were going with youth group kids who chose to be there so that problem was probably just avoidable just in general. But I feel like after the first session, like, they have that, like, fire and they have that, like, or that spark yeah. from, you know, from the first one. And so they're like, oh, you know, we're going to go into the second session. We're going to learn a little bit more where they're just having a concert and they're just talking about, like, promoting and yeah. stuff. Like, I didn't even learn what the topic was until we were yeah. at dinner and David was talking about it. And exactly, I was like, oh, yeah. that's what that was? Like, like. Well, that wasn't talked about. No, it wasn't. <laughs> there was, like, some, like, Bible stuff talked about, but it was more of, like, what, like, that person did. Like, yeah, it was, like, uh, Scripture in Your Life? Is it, was supposed yeah. to be something, something like those? Don't write Scripture in Your Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I don't know time... if that counts as a shout-out, because you could totally look up LA Youth Day. Nope, don't do it. In your life. Don't do I'm it. Far away from don't. Okay. <laughs> but, like the, like, the person who was doing the, like, workshop was basically just shouting out like his music and like yeah his clothing line yep the like free chipotle that person got yeah and and that was the other thing too yeah. is like you hear why he was talking about free chipotle yeah i yeah. prayed for it so i got it like yeah. i don't think that no that's... That's, that's, no <laughs> that's not how the force no the force wasn't strong with this one no, but that's funny too because that's a complaint I heard from the priests yeah. that listen, and they're saying now you're screwing up all the prayers because it's like, oh, now I'm gonna pray for lotto tickets. Guess what? <laughs> I'm gonna win because this guy won all his Chipotle. And if I don't win, that means God's not real. Yeah. Case closed. I can stop going to church and eating those gross wafers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think what, like, really set me off was, like, at the end, they were doing a Q&A, and I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. No, like, they were so, like, they're the kids, because they was talking about so much stuff that wasn't relevant to the topic, they were asking questions that weren't relevant at all, like, you know, like, how'd you get started in music, like, Sorry. you know. Well, I think that was a byproduct of him just promoting this stuff, too, because yeah. he was like, he's like, all right, well. You know, this is our topic for the day, but this is what we're going to do. I'm going to promote my music. I'm going to promote what I'm doing, that kind yeah. of stuff. And so when he opens that up to Q&A, uh, they're like, oh, I, I must just have to ask him questions about his life. Because that's clearly... Because we didn't share the topic with any of the kids. Like, no. the kids didn't walk in there knowing, like, oh, this is kind of what it's going to be like. So, I don't I think that's where he, that, why that happened. I think, I mean, like, and he brought multiple people on stage with him, too. Like, that was cool, like, when he was like, hey, you know, it's a new single, I'm gonna introduce the person who I sang it with, but then he invited the dude that, like, he had not mentioned, like, till, like, the ending about the Q&A, yeah. and he brought him up, and it's like, well, who's this guy, like, I haven't even seen him half the time. Yeah. You know? Who's this authority yeah. figure that I'm not just And I'm supposed to, to ask him questions about my face. Yeah. Who was yeah. the guy? I don't remember. It's I don't remember his so name. Yeah. But, like, was it his friend? Or yeah. Like... Yeah, it was supposed to be, so I think it's somebody that he met through teaching youth ministry at a yeah. school. And uh, and they just stayed in touch or something. I don't, I don't know. It was kind of a weak thing. 
And I, at at a certain point, you know, I I just went to sleep. <laughs> Angel gave me her jacket, and and I just put it on the thing in front of me, and I fell asleep, and I drooled all over my arm, and that's how I woke up. Was just the mosh pit was still happening, and I was like, well, time must not have gone by that path. I, I noticed like halfway through, like majority of the kids had taken their phones out, and so it was like yeah. they were disengaged from everything. Unless it was the ones who were in the mosh pit recording, you know, but... Or Manny. Or Manny. <laughs> Manny kept attention pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he did. Time. Yeah, he and did that, say he liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's not a bad thing, you know? Sometimes it connects with people, but I just felt like this dude was just promoting and promoting and... All right, we spent another about 15 minutes crapping on this guy, and I don't want to do that on this podcast, um... Gist of it is some people are trying to promote Jesus and some people are just trying to promote themselves. Don't. Don't. Just, no. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. Um, that, well, you can stay for a little bit. Let's oh. hear your opinions on the, uh, what, what about the next sessions when we went into the uh, arena? Oh, the, oh. yeah. I, I've always liked the big arena. I think it's really, like, it brings all of us together and, like, it just reminds us of, like, how big a Catholic community is. Like, you have these multiple parishes who travel, like, many years, like, many miles and so much just to come to worship God and, you know, to learn about His Word. I always thought it's beautiful, like, especially on LA Youth Day. It's like that one day, like, just one day, like, thousands and thousands of teens are there. It seemed bigger this year. It than did. It, was it did. Last year. Yeah. With that that arena was really full, and that arena is really big. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. That was a larger youth day. Um, but, yeah, big for a convention arena. Yeah. Yeah, but I I heard him speak. I we actually heard him speak last year, um, and he told us the same story, but it was a different message. It was the uh, and I don't remember his name. Doug Took. Doug Took. Doug is awesome. He was the keynote speaker. Yeah. He was the keynote, yeah. But yeah. he was—he was just a session leader last time. Like, yeah, he, and what yeah. was good too is, like Mike this year, he was our first session last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he was. Yeah, and he did a good job of, um, what was it, building us all up and and getting it going because also last year was the first year we did this non non um, um, praise and worship startup. It was like a cold start. Mm-hmm. And he was very, he got us going pretty well in the beginning, too, I felt, last year. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I had heard that story before about um, his his last daughter being born, but he put a different spin on it this time and gave it a different message, which I thought was really cool. He, he focused on a couple of things, like um, the, uh, the anointing uh, that I, I hadn't mm-hmm. heard before, and he talked about a couple of other things that I, I didn't hear him speak about before. And that was cool. And I really liked that portion yeah. of it. I, I didn't know that. but And then he focused on the nun and, and meeting the Pope. and him, Not him meeting the Pope, but if you went to his talk or if you go to hear him talk, you'll know him as well. I liked it. I mean, you know, I've never heard him talk, but I've heard about him just throughout the diocese and from talks with people. But he seemed really cool, and I liked how he, like, related a lot of things to, like, like his life, like you know, a lot of we don't think of a lot of people when they like when parents have a baby and like something happens, we don't know what goes through their minds, you know, we don't really see it until somebody actually shares it, you know. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I did like, I did like his his final point um, about like, you know, we we sit there in the in the hall. And then we talk about like how much you're loved and, and all of that stuff. And then immediately after we hear all of this stuff and we're so moved and we're so inspired, we instantly go outside and we're like, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not going to go receive the Eucharist because I'm not worthy. I'm not going to go to confession because I don't want to admit to what I've done. Yeah. And it's like, and that's why I want it. That's, that's why when we were talking at dinner, why I want to do a talk on suffering that's that was what inspired that because I was thinking about that I was like all right well then if we're if we're talking about the things that people go through mm-hmm. let's let's focus on that and the beauty in that um, I like when but I, I I still liked it I liked his point I like his point I think the about. like the whole like overall message of like like 
you know, of 2020 <clears throat> looking at yourself like full, like how Christ looks at you. I think that's really relevant and really important to like this generation. Like, you know, a lot of this generation is always on social media, seeing how, you know, other people dress, how they do their makeup, how they have a lot more money. And they're, I want that. Or I want to be like that. I want to be able to look like that. But not seeing how beautiful or how loved and how worthy they are in the eyes of God. They cover thy neighbor's goods so much they forget their own. Yeah. Oh. And I think I, I think that that was was part of Doug's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where he talked about the three levels of story, right? Mm-hmm. The, there's your story, which is a good story. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful story. But if you just leave it about your story, then everything becomes pointed inwards mm-hmm. and you're, you're looking at everything else outside of you to validate yourself, to validate, to make your story worth yeah. something, to make your story valuable. Mm-hmm. But putting in the context of the larger story of the church... And putting that into the context of the story, of God's story, of redemption, of salvation. I mean, that that just puts a, a whole different spin on all that. And then you can recognize the beauty of your story because of who God is and what God does, rather than recognizing the beauty of your story because you got this many likes on an Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this idea that um, that God knows you and God loves you, you know, and that's, and that's the whole point. Um, I thought that was a great tie in. Yeah. I think I I think that teens today and I've been talking to you about the the concept of suffering for a while. Like I've been bringing that up for years. And I and the reason why I do is because I feel like that one's super like uh, you said to to kids in today's world is super super influenced on yeah. by social media. And we know that. Like even talking from like a psychology mm-hmm. standpoint, right? Yeah. The um uh, I think it was Fiji Right, got introduced to TV in 1997, prior to the introduction of TV, which is essentially social media, right? Um, prior to that, uh, to that influence, the rate of uh, eating disorders was almost zero. Mm-hmm. And by the time they, uh, they came back, like three or five years later, whatever it was, it had increased by, um, you know, however many percent, which was, was crazy. Um, it, it increased by almost like 15% or something like that. I can't remember the numbers. But... Um, but yeah, and I think that those those talks are super important. So it's really really fun to have talks that are focused in rap, yeah, or that are um, focused on like you know this is what Jesus meant when he said this, you know. But I, I think as far as Youth Day stuff, go mm-hmm. with the stuff that has to do about suffering and and death and the more morbid talk topics that we like to pretend don't exist, yeah, um, because those are the ones that are gonna are gonna impact people. I also feel like, um, like when you're talking about suffering, it's not only a youth thing. I feel like it's more of a culture thing even now. Because, like, a lot of adults and stuff, everything is like, hey, do what feels good. Hey, avoid this. Hey, good vibes. All this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, we're super hedonistic right now. <clears throat> yeah, but it's also, it's not even, not even to the point of, like, hedonistic stuff. It's more just like, hey, you know, don't work hard. Right, you know, and that's how I feel like we're getting into that. So that that you know, it's not even just go out and play too much or whatnot. When we maybe not just poop on your hedonistic thing, but usually when I think of that, it's just like going crazy with excess. That's more oh. epicurean. So hedonism is is an avoidance of suffering and maximization of pleasure. Oh. That's this. But I'm even saying it's not like. I'm not even thinking of like you said, maximus maximizing your pleasure particles there, but but more of a just way avoiding the suffering or just way avoiding anything that's like oh that was gonna bring me down. Don't even think of that or oh, getting yeah. a job, yeah, a professional job, yeah, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like not getting a job or doing this or like if I could get this for free, why would I work harder to do something nice where I feel the sense of like what I was saying before I did check my phone and I walked five miles today but but that's the thing I check my phone and I see that I walked that I have this new sense of accomplishment because my feet hurt (laughs) so I feel like I earned those five miles but if someone just said oh you did you get a five points today wouldn't I wouldn't feel like I earned it or whatnot you know when people just give you things it's just and but it's like when you earn it and you earn it, and sometimes earning things, you feel like you have to suffer oh, yeah. for these things. Life and, comes through suffering. 
I feel like there's a couple theories of economics that you could place to each one of those. Yeah, some things. of those things I might want not want to talk about because <laughs> people will think I am aiming at certain demographic peoples. You know, there's, there's something that I caught that I'm like just realizing. Like, you know how on the altar they had the altar cloth and it had a bunch of the words that you know, yeah. like depression, suicide. What I just kind of like re- realize the symbolism is we're taking all those pain all that those words and we're putting them out on the altar to sacrifice and essentially that's what the whole mass is about is about this sacrifice of christ doing the ultimate thing for us you know and i think that's something that like you said going back on suffering you know is just something that it's not really uh it's it's not really like in their minds right now it's more of a this is happening to me. This is the worst time ever. Like, why is he doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Not realizing, like we said at dinner, the beauty behind it. And I think yeah. the other thing, too, that people that is really underwritten, is in, at least in terms of, like, what you hear in mass and stuff like that, is that, and correct me if this is wrong. But I'm pre- I, don't, I will correct you. Heresy <laughs> stick. And you can edit it out later if it's wrong. <laughs> but... Um, when Jesus was praying in uh, the garden before, like the agony in the garden, mm-hmm. he, one of the things that he saw was every sin that mankind would ever mm-hmm. commit. It's a, right, that's a pious belief, but that's not a that's not scripture. It's not incorrect. It, it's it's a pious belief that some people hold, but it's not in scripture. So it's, means you're, it means you're you're adding it in there, and you can you can believe that Jesus at that moment it's all those things, but it's not anything that's that church teaches. Any kind of way. Either way, I mean, he's omniscient, so you have to assume that he if he's, <laughs> if he's God and he's omniscient, then whatever it's a workaround. We'll, Unlike let's Ray, go, let's go. Who doesn't there. know what happens in the ninth Star Wars movie. <laughs> so which Jesus in his human nature. <laughs> Also had a limited knowledge because he's also human. So in his divine nature is... Okay, but he decided to go on Earth, right? So he was divine, and then he went inside Mary. And wow. Then, so he was he was omniscient before he went in Mary, and he decided to come down to Earth. Can we say it like that and be politically correct? <laughs> So what are you trying to say that my point is my point is <laughs> what are you trying to say with all that? My point is that prior to the suffering, prior to the cross, prior to Jesus' death and torture and, and everything, there was a point at which he knew he was omniscient and he did see everything. All of the sins of humanity. Like from personal oh, sin that we like before to, incarnation like the, yeah. the second person of the trinity being in full knowledge of of all the sins and all the things oh yeah 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 okay, I, I at, at some point prior mm-hmm. to he knew what humanity was going to do with itself right mm-hmm. either on a personal level or atrocities like the holocaust and stuff like that whatever pick your poison um he knew that and he came down to earth and sacrificed and died and everything like that for us anyways right so that idea that you're not worthy because you sinned and you feel like your sin is a burden on uh whoever whatever whatever it is right like and you're like i can't go to mass and face jesus like jesus already knows right you know jesus knows that stuff and he decided that he was going to come down and and do this thing for us anyways and I, I don't know. I, th- I think that that's something that's not really talked about as much. No. Right? Like, we, we always like, oh, you're good enough for Jesus. I assure mm-hmm. you, you're good enough. And we, we constantly say that. But we never kind of, like, break it down and, like, mm-hmm. this is why you're you're good enough for Jesus. And, you know, Neil was talking earlier about even, like, some adults, like, you know, going through all this stuff and, you know, going back on enough. Me, personally, you know, I don't ever sit close to church I'm always in the back because me personally, I always feel we're like, Catholic. well, yeah, we got that Catholic guilt, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just, I feel like I'm not worthy enough to walk in and sit close to Christ. That's always me though, but I'm still there present and ready to receive his word. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the reality. The reality is that none of us are worthy for any of that, but at the same time we are called and that's the thing that's that. That I think we miss, and I can't remember which saying. It's probably Francis de Sales because he said he would say, or maybe Saint Basil. One of these two would say stuff like this: it, this this idea that um, that we must approach God with with utmost humility because uh, we are unworthy of God. God is God is He who is holy, holy other, perfect, spotless. You know, perfection incarnate. Right. That's that's who Jesus is, and so uh, we are unworthy of the presence of Jesus, of the presence of God the Father, of, of, 
of that because of our rejection of who he is and choosing in choosing our own sin, right? And yet he still calls us to that. And not only does he call us to that, but he calls us to to like radical intimacy in that. He says, you know, you're you're going to call God Father. You don't call God Father. That's that's like who 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 does that? And and yet and yet he says, no, you you will call God Father. This is the boldness that you you need to have whenever you come to God. It, that's that's exactly what this is. And so it's it's that you you know you are un you are unworthy, but Jesus makes you worthy he brings you into the family he cleanses you he brings you into perfection so that you can with boldness speak speak father and with boldness in the name of jesus ask for ask for all that you all that you want that's in your heart and just and just speak openly and honestly with god i thought we call father to discern between god the father and god the mother. don't make me smack you ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, did you guys notice that there were no atheist protesters out this there was year? There's just that one. Were, dude. There was that one dude. Well, there was them, and then there was the people that were down a little ways, not like all the way down the pathway that we were at, but like kind of leading towards the Hilton, right? And they were both Protestant. Really? Yeah. No, the protesters aren't atheists. They're usually they're Protestant. Usually, yeah. They're usually some fundamentalist, fundamentalist Protestants Protestant. because they're always yelling at us that we don't know anything about the Bible. Well, there was a one year, I think it was when I went, which at this point was seven years ago, apparently, um, when uh, that guy, I, I don't know, my first experience with the protesters was atheist, and that's probably oh, why I have the, uh, the the image in my mind that they're always atheists, which I know is oh. not true. But yeah, yeah, remember he was like, where's your God now? And you were shouting, he's right here. And I'm like, <laughs> man, he seems really passionate about his faith. And then I went in your class, and I was like, it's wrong. <laughs> wow! I was like that Neil dude. He's so into it. They're like this guy's a fraud. <laughs> no, no, we 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 will get those protesters here, and it's always some guy on a bullhorn. Yeah, and he's just yelling at you, and he's saying, "Don't pray to Mary. She ain't gonna do nothing for you." And then like, read we, the Bible, and then we come back just praying the rosary. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's the cool thing, too, yeah. is, like, last year, there was, like, a prayer circle around mm-hmm. the, some of those protesters mm-hmm. at the adult portion that was led by some, like, Franciscan monks or something. Mm-hmm. And, and the, like, two of them decided to get down on their knees and, and start praying, and then, uh, like, a bunch of people joined in, and they had, like, a full... And you notice yeah, what's happened this year? There's hardly any protesters. Hardly any. There's yet. no bullhorn. And I See, I don't know if it's... I don't <clears throat> know if, like... Because I would imagine for the youth day, like, some of the people that are in charge, like, come on, guys, like, these are kids. No, no but no. they used to bring like, it on hard. They, they were bringing it harder because mm-hmm. of the kids, because they're like, if we, we those get the adults are lost causes, they're all going to hell, so let's get the kids. Got it. Yeah. But we were, even um, three, four years ago. No, no, so. I mean, like, the security people. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. But they, I don't think they can. Right. I think the whole idea is that at certain areas, anybody can walk into or whatnot, they have the right to protest or whatever. But that was the thing, and I, what I, what shocked me was, like you said, is the protesters were like, I I saw them a few times just for the kid thing before I saw that they stayed for the for the adult portions because I won my first like three or so youth days we didn't do the Congress, <clears throat> and then it's just like I'm like these guys are hard on these things. It's like I don't want them like. I don't want to say, like, you know, like, oh, our poor children, I want to cover their ears and not listen to these horrid people. But, like, as, you know, David used to say on how it's like, no, nah, I like that because then you see our kids step up and be like, no, F these dudes, we're doing it right. And what was it, four years ago, we're like, all right, now we're going to do a rosary and we're going to say, say Hail Mary really loud so that this jerk who says Mary means nothing, he has to hear us. Yeah, nobody talks about my mama. Yeah, exactly. That's what Jesus says. Yeah. And so we sat there and we did the rosary there and it was just our parish and we started up and like everybody yeah. on our... And I like, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And everybody in that area were just doing it, you know, and we couldn't hear what the guy was saying because we were praying so loud. Yeah. And this is why we're waiting. We were eating lunch or just after and we're all waiting to get into the arena. And, you know, but... Yeah. I think it's interesting how it works, too, because, like, not only do you see the kids step up, but those kids that you think are, like, you know, 
super like, quiet like, like they're well, not into against it. it yeah like oh, yeah, like, like screw this. the ones that are like yeah like i think i'm an atheist you know like as soon as you create that us versus them mentality where somebody is sitting there telling them that they're wrong if you've ever told a teenager that they're wrong before you know that whatever it is you could be like they could be talking about how dog poop tastes great and you can say you're wrong <laughs> and they will defend that point to the end of the earth <laughs> and so i think it's super funny with the protesters because i think they have the exact opposite effect they go in there really hard telling them you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and then the teenager brain goes all right oh screw you man it's <laughs> awesome it's on i'm gonna, I'm gonna airbrush on the side of my van <laughs> oh, that's more of an LA thing, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we want to talk about in this uh, youth day? Anything else you want to add? How was uh, liturgy? I always like mass with Arch- Archbishop Gomez. I love him. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> By that point, my foot hurt. By that point, his foot was hurting. He yeah. offered it up though. My feet were hurting too, but I was still listening. Yeah. I like how at the end when we were they were doing the last song by Lauren Daigle. Like the like three priests up front, like just held their phone up. Like yeah, it was the bishops. There are other bishops. Yeah. Who Ooh, sell- we don't know who they were, no. but Archbishop Gomez, tell us who they were. Yes, yeah, so we need to write that down or something. The one thing is for all all of these masses that they do, and there's always in an Archbishop Gomez, at least for Ute, always is the celebrant for it. And then you have, you know, your hand, you know, your 30 priests or something who are visiting with their, with their youth groups or whatnot, Mm -hmm. who will, you know, line up on the side. Celebrate. Yeah. But they're, they're not on stage and they're not in, um, what is it? They're not in their full vestments. Yeah. They don't have What is it? The the, the chasuble. They they just have the stole. The the, stole. Yeah. So they're just in the stole on the side, but then you have three other bishops who are in full vestments and I like how they have the white mitre hats. Yeah, cool. So it's like, these are also bishops, but they're not the ones you should be looking at. The <laughs> one with the green hat is the one you look at. And it's the first time we've ever seen Bishop in a green hat because we always have Youth Day in Lent. Yeah, purple. First time it's I was like, like, what's going on? Everything's green. Yeah, and it's like to me, like I've never seen bishops in green ever because it's always oh, that's right. It's yeah. always yeah. Lent for this yeah. or confirmation. So they're either wearing white. Or red, or red. Yeah. and purple, and it's like, well, they do stuff in ordinary time. <laughs> so, but bishop the, still functions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like Gomez. He's like, I'm rocking the green hat. I'm running the show. And there's three other bishops that will come out, and they're wearing white hats. So you're like, okay, these guys are con celebrating. But then the thing I don't like is I don't know who these guys are, and I think it'd be cool, like to know to, where the, like yeah. the diocese that they're from and. Exactly, and and the thing is to show the kids like these are other bishops or whatever, or just me who's just curious because it could be like, oh, guess what? Not only is this this is Bishop, you know, this is Cardinal Mahoney or whatever the emeritus bishop or that wasn't oh, Cardinal Mahoney. No, I'm pointing out he has been there in the past. <laughs> yeah, he has, yeah, yeah, not this time. Sorry. Not this time. Bad example, or not a bad example, but the point is like if he was there, he's the emeritus, you know, bishop of the diocese, and. It would be like, look, oh, here's the guy you used to see back in the day. Here's the cardinal. He's there. And here's this bishop from San Bernardino. He came to visit. And here's somebody who from the military diocese. Or here's somebody fluent from, you know, Texas or, Spain you know, or... Spain. Yeah, or Guatemala or something. Yeah. And it's like these are other bishops for other dioceses. And because they're from other dioceses, I'm going to point it out. Like this guy came for youth day. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. This guy does this. Or it's like, guess what? In, in, in um, LA Diocese, not only do they have the Archbishop who is technically in charge of all the other dioceses under the LA Diocese, right. he also has his um, auxiliary. auxiliary bishops. And LA is so big, they break it down into, you know, five regions and stuff. So they got each one as a bishop in charge. So. If you're getting uh, baptized in Long Beach, you probably have the San Pedro region bishop who does the bapt or the, does the um, I said baptism um, confirmation. confirmation because Gomez can't hit every one of those parishes. If he did it, he'd have to do it every day. It's like what is it painting the Golden Gate Bridge? By the right. time you're on one end, you got to start all over again. Because <laughs> what is it? The uh, there's 
two hundred and something parishes in the LA diocese, two hundred sixty or two hundred eighty or yeah. some, some ridiculous two hundred eighty, two hundred ninety, almost three hundred parishes, or whatever. Yeah, so you gotta have those six so, guys doing this. Exactly, and yeah, and there's no like one bishop it, confirmations alone. Like you, that's that's more than more than half the year doing confirmations. If you did one a single day, mm-hmm. so I would love it if he explained who those guys were. Yeah. So the kids would know, and also how cool it is if they did do stuff like that and yeah. come in from. Do they time. do they know who's coming ahead of? Because I saw, I saw them put the thing up on the screen like any ministers that want to participate oh, for in the mass. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was just priests or if that's it, for the priests. The bishops priest. they know. The bishops they know yeah. that are there, and then um, yeah. the priests still they should. Uh, well, canonically, they need to have a letter of good standing in order to do such thing. So that might just be just a notification to, to priests who's already signed up because you can't just like, like how would they know that without the letter of good standing, I could walk down in there and be like, oh yeah, I'm a priest from Las Vegas and I'm coming to come celebrate this thing and be like, look at me guys, I got a, I got an Albert stole, look at me, next, next, APG right here, you know? <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah. obviously you're supposed to, the, I'm, assuming they, I'm assuming they do their due diligence, any priest that's been celebrating needs to have a letter of good standing from his diocese uh, signed by his uh, bishop saying that he's a priest in good standing within the Catholic Church. Right. In order to celebrate. And so that's probably all, all taken care of. And that's what you see up there is probably just an announcement saying, hey, those priests it's who want to come celebrate, this is the time yeah. to come back. Yeah. And yeah. Does does FJ usually say mass with us, or does he usually go down and celebrate it with other no. priests? He, he no. likes he likes watching. He likes does being he? with us. Yeah. Oh, okay. He likes, he likes the nearness of the parish. He doesn't get to spend a whole lot of time with the youth because mm-hmm. our parish is huge and we're going to building projects and stuff like that. So. But I always like that FJ is so into like the like youth part of it. I always oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. So. It's cool. And FJ is their parent. Or oh, Pastor. 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 Sorry. It's okay. One of the um, bishops that were the three on the side, the last one who was um, when they were when they were um, doing Eucharist, he had an accent. I think he had an Irish accent. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. So he could have been coming in from the yeah. Diocese of Dublin. And you guys noticed that their their bishop hats were not only a different color, but they're also a little bit smaller yeah. than Bishop Bishop. Because uh, he's Dolan. AGB. He gets a big hat. He's, he's the one in charge, right? And so yeah. that's sure. how you know, like, that's why, like, priests, they don't have any hats because they're mm-hmm. on the totem pole. And then your bishops, they got, like, the big hat, and the bishop that's in charge has got a bigger hat, and then the pope has like the, the biggest hat of all, so that's how you know God's Mexican. He's got to be wearing a sombrero. <laughs> Ole! <laughs> so there you go. Who's your, uh, who's your Irish crush? My Irish crush? Oh, Julianne Stans. I'm going to workshop with her at some point this weekend. Was, I saw yeah. she was here this week. She only had like one workshop this weekend. Oh, that's the only, that's all, all I needed to sit the there and listen, listen to her voice. Just one you chose. She was at the Aaron loves She it. wasn't. I don't remember what the topic was, but she didn't. She didn't. She was. She was at the Diocesan rally. She sure was. She's done two of our. Really sweet lady. Yeah. She's done two of our. She's awesome. She's amazing, and I can just. It doesn't even matter if she's talking about something I've already heard before. Just, just talk (laughs) with that accent, and I'm just gonna. (laughs) And she sit here. And one of her students look like you, so every time she sees you, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell the story about the student." That's so right. I totally forgot about that. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know how you always say like Catholics don't know how to. How to like capitalize or not capitalize, but like uh, advertise. advertise. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that looking through the uh, RE Congress guide that comes out even more so than anything. Oh yeah, because I look at the the topics just on the quick glance page, and yeah. I'm like, these all suck. These are- and then I go <laughs> in, and I'm like, oh, these don't suck. Like this, <laughs> this kind of, <laughs> name it something that's gonna jump right, out. Of right, right. Name it dinosaurs. Gold, and just just keywords you know are gonna grab my attention. <laughs> it's like it's like sixties comic books, right? Right. And they're like, put a monkey on the cover and motorcycles and explosions, and people will buy it. Yeah. Kids will buy it. Yeah. yeah. Catholic just, Church needs to learn what clickbait is. Yeah. <laughs> need those words. Go to David Dobrik. <laughs> All right. Oh. Anything else we want to add? No, I thought it was good. I thought the kids liked it. Yeah. And Everybody got home safe. Everybody yeah. Picked up. We're good. So, I mean, it was good. Um, and we got to spend some time with the uh, Parish and Pahrump. Yeah, we did. What is Our Lady of the Valley. Shout, Shout out. out. Shout out, guys. That was awesome with Deacon Rick out there. And oh, yeah. Maria, Deacon Rick was hanging out with us. Maggie. All oh, of is that, us. Is that who stayed with us? Yeah, Rick. Mm. I liked him. He was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. 
He is a nice guy. He's, he's very, still alive. He's very yeah. warm and friendly. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, how do we end this? Um, we're he's not, not really ending out. it, right? Because you're just going to slice it together with tomorrow. <laughs> no, I'm going to cut all of these... So that way I can have several episodes that will last a period of time because God only knows whenever Neil's going to get to come out and play again. <laughs> it is lazy. Haven't you realized that we are not a professional podcast? By and real minute? quick, this is actually today, so we can't record tomorrow's right. thing till yeah. tomorrow. We no, can't. I know, but I thought you were going to like do multiple things. And then hey, 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 we'll see what's going on. I might like, I might just take this into the RE Congress and say, That's hey, a great idea. Because you know when they tell you not to record stuff? <laughs> I have my iPad this year, so I told David that I was like, I, while I'm sitting there because t- I'm taking notes on the iPad, right? While I'm doing that, I just hit a voice memo and just sit up front. Yeah. Sorry. And sell it Thanks. for that sweet, sweet Catholic speaker money. You <laughs> the and black you market. The <laughs> only difference is I'm going to know how to advertise it. I'm going to be like, <laughs> dinosaur jetpack. <laughs> 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 Forgiveness. Gold rush. <laughs> Click this for a million bucks, <laughs> and it's gonna be it's gonna be Father Robert Spitzer talking about physics <laughs> and Cat telling me she's bored. <laughs> <laughs>